0: Another thing is don't send what you love. I see people who are like, oh, I send out a flower thing cause I love it. It's like, well, what if they don't love it? And you know, I remember one time I bought my wife for Christmas, a pot set. This was not a good idea. She thought we were going to Hawaii for Christmas and this was more we first married. For some reason she got in her head, we're going to Hawaii. I haven't taken her yet. I will take her, I promise. So she opens up this pot set and she looks at me like, what the flip is this? I was like, oh no, I do, I'd screwed up, right? I was like, well, you like cooking. Yeah, but I don't want a pot set for Christmas. So anyways, that was a bad thing. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Aller Mortgage Brokering Podcast. I'm continuing my 10 loads a month series. This is a tactical podcast we produce every week, and I'm your host, Scott Peckford. Today, I'm going to be talking about what's one gift that will always create a wow. Recently, in our Facebook group, Karen posted, hey, let's talk realtor appreciation gifts for a second. What is a gift that you've given to a realtor that's wowed them? This would be a once a year thank you gift i've been racking my brain here and have a few ideas but thought perhaps one of you could share a wow gift okay so there's a bunch of stuff i want to unpack with this you know gifts to realtors if you're allowed to do them depending on where you are if you're in the u.s you should be very careful about this if it's not compliant but or it could be referral sources it could be you know clients that have spent lots of business or done lots of business with you so you know when it comes to gifts should you do them i'm going to dive into should you do them I'm gonna talk about the sort of three things in order to create a gift that will wow anybody. I'm also gonna talk about some don'ts if you're gonna try and use gifts. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanna give a shout out to our title sponsor, FINMO. FINMO is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform that is very user friendly for the user for collecting the application, allows them to upload documents. You can review them, give them a thumbs up, thumbs down. And when you go to submit it to all the lenders that are available in the marketplace, it actually shows you the guidelines and rates available for that lender so that you don't waste time sending a file in where you shouldn't. Check it out at finmo.ca. All right. And so Karen was looking for a way and, you know, what I think she was doing, trying to look for like the one gift that would be the ultimate gift or maybe just for some inspiration. And when I think about this, it's kind of like saying, what's the one gift gift? that would wow a teacher, like, just depends on the teacher, right? Some of them want something different. Some of them want a coffee cart, some of them would like a plant, or was one gift that would wow your mother in law, who knows, maybe, maybe it's less of your presence in my case with my mother in law. But what I would say is that like, there isn't really one gift that can wow everybody. So there's a great book called giftology. And it's a really short book. And it's written by this guy who's really developed a whole system around this. And there's kind of three keys from that book. And then I'll get into sort of my thinking on this as well. So basically, he says, personalization is what turns an ordinary gift into extraordinary one. So personalizing the gift is really important, right? He also says, you know, another big takeaway is unexpected and unconditional gifts leave the deepest impressions. So if it's unexpected and unconditional, people go, wow, that was really nice of you. And then the best gifts delight more than just the recipients. So it's kind of, there's a, Viral effect. When I think about giving gift, there's three things that I think about that are really important to apply. If you want to create a wow for the client or for the referral source or for the whoever you're sending this to, first is to be specific. The second is unexpected, and finally to be timely. And this reminds me of a conversation I had with Petrus Engelbrecht, who is a realtor with Sotheby's, and he was Scott Stratton's realtor. And so I'll give you a little background. Scott Stratton is a author, speaker. And runs a podcast. He's a pretty influential guy in the online space in terms of just, you know, building good customer experience. Listen to this quick story from Petrus. We're just going to clip it in here. And then I'm going to come back and share with you my thoughts.
1: On the morning of the 18th of September, 2014, at the morning session, I was not an agent yet when I heard Scott speaking uh, at this uh, conference. And by the afternoon, I was because uh, I got the email to say congratulations, you know, you now an agent. So you know he was going on about a very, if you want to call it, that bad experience that he uh, and his wife had had uh, in Las Vegas. He uh, because he's a keynote speaker, he goes there very very often, and he had had a very bad experience looking at property there. I mean, he, he basically didn't get the service that he deserved, that anybody deserves. And I, I sat there and I thought, well. Sotheby's is a global company. I'm sure it would have been better handled if it was a Sotheby's agent. I'm sure if I reach out to him, he goes there often, it would be just my pleasure to introduce him to one of my colleagues. I'm sure they're all good. And then I started thinking, how do I reach out to this guy? And it was, to be honest, a very dangerous move because he makes no secret about it that some of the things that agents do – he does not appreciate
0: but he lets people know so he lets people
1: know you know it's like fodder for him like for his next podcast if you do something wrong it's going to be on his podcast and it, you know it, it won't be good for your career your very new fledgling career will come to an end so I thought, but i want to i still need to reach out to him how do i do that so i started listening to his podcasts and he had two podcasts uh, at that stage the one was uh, more focused on Las Vegas. What do you do if you're over 30? What is fun to do there? So it's, it's the Vegas over 30 podcast. And I listened to that and, I, and then they went on about a, a donut shop that was so spectacular. They found it on Yelp. It basically had a five-star rating, which is near impossible with thousands of people having voted for it. And, he absolutely loves those donuts. And if you could have that, but now we don't have that because it's like a mom and pop and he's in Ontario. And I thought, wait a minute. I know that my wife has friends. they in Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, let
0: me do the following. How long after that you saw him speak that, this, that I, you heard the show? This,
1: this was constantly on my mind. I think I made work of this with literally within a week. You know, the impact of these things will, you know, if you don't do things timeously, I believe the impact is – Next to nothing. So you have to move really quickly. You know, that, that we know. And so I thought, okay, let me let me get those donuts here. So I called up one of my colleagues at Sotheby's in Vegas. And Ike was kind enough to go and buy it, take it through to the hotel of my wife's friends, they flew it back on the Sunday. That Sunday evening, I went to Mississauga 12 o'clock at night, got the donuts, and the next morning, 7 o'clock, basically fresh donuts on his doorstep. A little bit of Google investigation, knew where he lived. And I just left it there. I don't ever door knock, I don't cold call. So I just left it there with a note. I actually tweeted him, which is another thing that I prefer doing, as I always communicate with people on their preferred me- method of communication. So I just tweeted him to basically say there's something on your doorstep. And my timing was exceptional, turns out, because he was literally on his way with uh, Alison, his wife, to go and do a podcast recording that morning. So I got a bit of an edit time right there. Uh, and then what I do then is I proceed to keep in contact. I keep touching my clients. In I always try to do it in a wild fashion always trying to establish myself as an expert in that area. And when the time is right, they will approach you. So he was uh, one of the people that I delivered statistics about his specific area to his doorstep, like a suddenly beautiful swag bag. Uh, with tissue paper, with a magazine, and statistics about his specific area, what cells there have been, and so forth. It was a beautiful covering letter to say, here are some statistics. If you ever need my help, please don't hesitate to call. And lo and behold, about a month or two later, I got a uh, notification on my Facebook page He's, he's very uh, good with technology, obviously. He's a social media guru. So, and he said, uh, you know, won't you help, help us? Uh, there's a property right now that's for sale. Come, come and help us, please. We want to make an offer. Didn't get the first one, got the second property right after that. So as he says in his talk, it's possibly one of the easiest deals that an agent ever had. But to his point, you know, he talks a lot about establish yourself as an industry expert, stay in front of your client, and when the time is right, they'll come to you. Right. The, yeah, and, and, and this is literally a case study of what he teaches.
0: So what Petrus did, there was a perfect example of something that was specific. So Scott loved the donuts, right? It was unexpected. He didn't ask for them. And it wasn't even a thank you necessarily for doing business. It, he's got his foot in the door. And then it was timely. He had just seen him speak and had just become a realtor. Of course, Stratton you know this at the time. And he used that timeliness to be like, hey, I saw you speak. And so the whole thing, I think, just ties right into a perfect example of if you're going to create a wow, you've got to be specific, be unexpected, and be timely. So I'll give you a couple other examples from the mortgage space. So in the past, things that I have done is I met with clients once and they were telling me they're thinking about buying or they're thinking about selling their place, moving to Hawaii with their family for a year. So That's pretty cool, right? And I could be like, oh, dang, if they move to Hawaii, I don't get a mortgage, you know, ooh, boo, poor me. And they wanted to take their kids. So I went on Amazon, got them a book, things to do in Hawaii with your kids, sent it to them, said, hey, this is if you guys decide to go. They end up going. They were completely thrilled with the book because it was specific it was unexpected and it was timely because they hadn't decided yet. And then they end up going, come back. I ended up doing like four mortgages for that family. They absolutely love me after that for her, her parents. And it was only 20 bucks. We're talking, there wasn't the dollar amount that matters. It's more important to be specific than it is to spend a pile of money. So another example is actually recently a guy named Ryan, a mortgage broker who owns an office. Him and I were having an interesting conversation and I was joking with him. I'm like, Hey man, you know, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. Just I mean, it was my Beyonce, whatever. And so then I get a letter from him and he's like, Hey, why don't you come to our mortgage? Like companies, like team meeting stuff, come to my team meeting. And, you know, I said rings can get lost, but handcuffs are better. And so he sent me a pair of handcuffs with like fur on them, right? Just as a joke. And I'm like, man, that is hilarious. So we had just had a conversation. He sends me this in the mail. It's specific. It's unexpected. It's timely. Great. So, Wow. So another kind of example of this is DVD, who's one of our coaches after that first initial meeting with the client, in order to create that moment of wow, they had a great conversation. He's very good at that out from his office, his assistant actually does a forum Sends a scratch and win. Hey, looking forward to helping with your mortgage. I got a feeling this is going to be a lucky one. And it's a dollar scratch and win. But there's a perceived value because everybody with lotto tickets and scratch and wins, there's a perceived value of much higher. That's kind of some things to think about specific, unexpected and timely are going to get you the best bang for your buck. And finally, a couple don'ts. So things I don't recommend, don't put your logo on it. Like even when Petrus dropped the donuts off, instead of leaving a note, hey, I'm Petrus Realtor, I got these. He messaged him on his preferred medium, right? Twitter or whatever it was and said, hey, I just dropped off some donuts for you. He's gonna know you're a Realtor. He's like, who is this dude? Why would he do this? Oh man, you're cool. So he wasn't expecting anything back, right? Another thing is don't send what you love. I see people are like, oh, I send out a flower thing because I love it. It's like, well, what if they don't love it? And you know, I remember one time, I bought my wife for Christmas a pot set. This was not a good idea. She thought we were going to Hawaii for Christmas. And this was more first married. For some reason, she got her head, we're going to Hawaii. I haven't taken her yet. I will take her, I promise. So she opens up this pot set and she looks at me like, what the flip is this? I was like, oh no, I do. i had screwed up, right? I was like, well, you like cooking. Yeah, but I don't want a pot set for Christmas. So anyways, that was a bad thing. And don't attach any strings to it. So the three don'ts are don't put your logo on it. You know, I think you can do it if it's fun, cheeky, maybe you'll be very careful about that. Most people don't wanna wear stuff with your name on it. Don't send just what you would love and then don't attach any kind of strings to it. So as a quick recap for this episode, if you're gonna use gifts with realtors, referral sources, make them specific, make them unexpected, make them timely. You're gonna get the biggest bang for your buck. You'll create an amazing wow and you'll really impress your client. So if you're listening to this and you're a mortgage broker and you're like, man, I want to create an amazing mortgage business, I recommend you go check out 10 loansamonthcom We have an academy with some amazing coaches and every coach has something very specific that they coach on. So they all have a particular, as I say, a particular set of skills, a particular thing, a niche that they're good at. So you can come and learn that. I guarantee you there'll be things that will be unexpected that you will learn. And of course, if you want to grow your business, it'll be timely. See how I did that? I just tied that all together. So go check out teleloansamonth.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode. And yeah, I will be seeing you on the next show.